You've planned your wedding and now let the real fun begin creating your registry. The Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry is packed with thousands of items that are made to see you through a lifetime of breakfast in bed and Thanksgiving family dinners. And whether you need an upgrade across the board or come to the table with some items you already love, our registry experts are there for you every step of the way. Plus, now with group gifting, your friends and family can go in together on that dream gift Petri Sofa, anyone? So go for it. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. Do you know what it will entice you to clean if your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products? Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut-scented Clorox Antiva. It smells like coconut, it cleans like Clorox, and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Antiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's week three of Hannah B's season on The Bachelorette. This is the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm Ben, and my co-host, Ashley Iconetti, because she's so cool, so popular, so famous, and so good at hosting things. She's actually on her way as I speak from Access, where she's breaking down The Bachelorette. So come in here live to this podcast, and we'll break it down together. I guess that's what happens when you're super cool and super wanted. You have a multiple things going on at one time. Uh, if you're confused on why there's two episodes this week, we had the opportunity, uh, thanks to a lot of people, to interview Hannah B., uh, on the Almost Famous podcast, and we, we released that episode early so all of you could kind of get a taste of who she is as a person and how, what her thoughts are going into the season. But we obviously could not go a week without breaking down the episode, and that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're doing this release. So make sure you go back and check out Hannah B's interview. We also have a couple in-depth interviews that have recently came out. Uh, I, I'm going to speak for Ashley here. These in-depth episodes have been some of our favorite things to do. Uh, they're meant to just dig into the lives of the people that we know and love best from the franchise. And in not a, a bachelor-made type of way, we want to really hear who they are as people, hear who they want to be, who they're becoming, and who they are post-show and who they were pre-show. Um, and also talk about how great the show maybe was for them or how hard it was for them. Uh, we have a couple really great episodes that have been released and a couple really great ones coming out. Make sure you're staying tuned. The Almost Famous Podcast is growing and expanding, uh, and it has been a blast so far. So without further ado, as we wait for Ashley to get into studio, I want to give a little breakdown so far of my thoughts on Hannah B. If you remember right, we go back to uh, before the season once Hannah B. was announced as The Bachelor. I think it was on Colton Underwood's. Uh, very last episode, or she was announced as the Bachelorette, I should say. And uh, there's mixed opinions felt. I will say after this week, I think, I'll say it, this may be the best Bachelorette season that we've seen as far as entertaining, engaging, intriguing in a really long time. Now we've had some amazing Bachelorettes. Uh, actually, uh, we talked about it, uh, I think, two months ago, where I can't name one Bachelorette that wasn't good, that we didn't enjoy or appreciate. Um, but Hannah B's right there up there with them. I mean, she's responding well to the difficult situations. She's clear and honest in her approach towards the men. She's not letting any of these men walk all over her. Um, and she's not walking all over them. She's approaching this thing like a partnership uh, but also she's being an incredible lead. So, so far, uh, the Almost Famous podcast is giving Hannah B. a very high grade and giving the season a very high grade. I'm actually really enjoying watching this season. I, I can't say that about every season. You all know that. I've talked about it before. Sometimes I just I just stop. 
uh, I, I stop watching, I stop participating, and I come on to this podcast and kind of learn what's happening on the season from Ashley because she will always be a fan. This season I've been fully engaged and in tune, and I have some really strong opinions on what's happening, as I know Ashley does as well. Before Ashley gets in the studio, I'm going to take the opportunity to really break down who I think are the most captivating fellas from this season. Uh, When Ashley comes in, we'll break down the episode as a whole. But I want to spend some time talking about some of the standouts, some of the people that we are seeing the most of. I want to start with Cam, because obviously we know that Cam was now let go uh, during the rose ceremony this week. Cam uh, hit the scene, if we remember right, uh, when we first met Hannah B. as the Bachelorette. He came into studio uh, live and got her first, very first rose of the season. He rapped. It was cute. It was sweet. He was a fan favorite from the beginning. But ever since then, we have yet to see a side of Cam that I think, uh, how should I say this, uh, maybe is uh, relatable. Also, it's a little bit confusing. Uh, I want to ask Ashley her thoughts on his story that he shared. Hey, I, I want to stop here. And unlike Twitter last night, I actually really appreciate Cam sharing uh, his story. Now, I do think, and I was watching with a group of people, and I want to hear all your opinions. So please email us at Ben and Ashley at, uh, at iHeartMedia.com. But there's a time and a place to share these stories. It's an interesting dynamic on The Bachelor and Bachelorette where it's, it's, a, it's almost like speed dating, right? There, there's a limited amount of time. You never know when your next opportunity to talk to this person will be. Um, and so you kind of want to share as much of yourself as possible in the short amount of time that we have. However, Hannah has just had a huge week. Let's lay this out, right? A massive week. She's been in the hospital. She's had some rough dates. She's had, she's had some drama. And Chris Harrison comes up with the idea of let's do something fun that Hannah is familiar with. That's a, you know, a cookout, a tailgate. So let's enjoy this night, right? And sometimes as a bachelor or bachelor, I will tell you personally that there's very few moments that you're able to just kick back, let your guard down, and just enjoy. I thought this tailgate could be that. It could be that for Hannah, and it could be that for the guys. And the, the, the gents would be able to share maybe their funny, lighthearted side, maybe throw the football around a little bit, you know, laugh and, and talk with Hannah. And Cam decides in this moment, which, again, I'm not against him sharing his story. I'm against the timing of when he shared his story. It felt forced. It felt odd. It, it, it was almost, in a sense, cringeworthy not because of the context of the story or not because of the content of the story it's the context of the timing of the story think about it how many times in life have you been in a conversation where you're having a great time or you're out at a bar or you're out at a party or maybe you're at a function and somebody pulls you aside and corners you with kind of an out of context story or an out of context confrontation that really just kind of sucks your mood dry. Those are some of the most frustrating and also some of the times that our kind of mind gets thrown off the most. And I think that's what happened to Hannah here. She wasn't able to fully engage in the story. I'm sure in the back of her mind, I don't want to speak for Hannah, but I'm going to because I get to on this podcast. She's probably thinking I would much rather be throwing the football, eating brats or burgers and hanging out, enjoying this day because 
again, it's been a big week. And that's why we had a tailgate. It's to let us just enjoy some time together. And Cam shares this story. And I want to hear Ashley's now opinion. I'm going to wait for her to get in here on what this story was all about, right? There's some, some things that were missing in this story, and I, and I don't know why. You know, does Cam have an artificial leg? Like, I, I don't know that. Uh, we never found that out. We talked about things being amputated, but we never quite heard to what extent. We've, we've never quite heard the impact of it's had on his body or his life. I felt, I felt like there was holes in the story that I, I never got to kind of uh, figure out. So if you do have some answers for me, please tweet us and ha- uh, hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast because maybe I just uh, am dense and didn't understand. That could honestly be. But I want answers. I want answers. So Cam. Uh, Cam, I think his story during this season was that he was uh, just very forced. Cam did the one thing that, you know, you all have heard me talk about a thousand times. I'm not going to pound it into your heads anymore. Uh, But this season has a lot of self-describing, right? A ton of it. And I looked it up last night. It, it, it's a sign of a lot of different things, insecurity, narcissism, those, those, those things. But the self-describing has to stop on the season if I'm going to keep watching it. And Cam was one that did it many times. I, I have a few quotes that I wrote down on my phone uh, watching the episode from Cam last night. One of them was he, he quotes himself by saying, I'm a deep person myself. What does that mean? Like, uh, what are you going to say? I'm a shallow person? Who do you know in your life that would admit, I'm, you know, I'm a really shallow person. I don't really enjoy any type of intellectual conversation. I'm not really about getting to know anybody. I'm just kind of selfish. I, you know what? Quite honestly, the only thing I think about is me. But Cam likes to say he's a deep person. I don't get what that means. I don't get why he's saying that. That, to me, is a cringeworthy moment from last episode. And not to hate on Cam. Because honestly, the kid's gone. He's he's had his time. We've seen him come and go. I just think there's better ways that he could have handled himself. And I'm sure Bachelor Nation probably agrees. Cam came into this thing as a confident rapper who had a funny side, who was easygoing, who we all enjoyed, and thought this could be somebody special. Cam's left us now as somebody I don't think we fully ever got to know. He felt like it got forced quickly. And I felt like he came into it believing he was a front runner, which he was, but he soon saw that there's other guys involved and he started to have to react to that. And I think it overwhelmed him. I do. Um, so Cam, you were a captivating figure. Uh, you were compelling to the masses, but sorry, buddy, you don't have a rose anymore and we're going to have to let you go. Moving on. Peter, Peter has been a crowd favorite. He's sweet. Uh, he's a pilot. Uh, he's a former child actor. Um, the guy has it going on. I had so many tweets last night about Peter. Uh, it's actually kind of amazing. And, and I was watching the show. I got a lot of tweets from the East Coast. So I was watching the show like, okay, what's Peter going to do that deserves all these tweets? And honestly, the, cool, the kind of the interesting part about Peter, he did nothing to deserve all the tweets that I was seeing about him, except I think just being himself. He seems calm and collected. He seems to, like he's doing the thing that, that Cam wasn't. He's not describing himself. Um, he's confident enough in who he is to where he's allowing Hannah to see that side of him. 
he's not being overly aggressive in his compliments of Hannah. So he's not being fake and what he's saying to Hannah, but he's making sure she knows that he's interested. I love how he calls her Miss Hannah B. Um, I'm sure that's not the first time he's called somebody Miss something, but it's sweet. It's endearing. Um, it's direct. And what I think that Peter's doing that has really separated him from the masses is he's a good listener. A lot of times in this show, it feels like the guys sit down with Hannah and they just start talking and they start sharing things as fast as they possibly can. And they're never asking Hannah any questions and they're never listening to what she has to say. I think Peter is one of the first guys we've seen other than maybe your Jeb and those guys that is really, really listening to her. I think Mike did it too. At the very first episode, he asked her a follow-up question, which you just don't see very often on this show. So like you guys know, Jared and I registered at Crate and Barrel, and it is the best place to register because it has everything we need from our kitchen to the bathroom to our family room and our bedroom. Everything is covered, and registering at Crate and Barrel is so much fun because um, if you don't use those big you know, those big instruments that used to have back in like 90s chick flicks where you would scan everything in the store. Now you have that little scanner on your cell phone, and you... You can add things if you forgot them later on while you're sitting on your couch at home. So you can scan in the store or you can just scroll through their stuff on the app and add it right to your registry. It's super easy and so fun. It's hard not to click everything, scan everything. And you're like, okay, what can I actually fit in my three-bedroom apartment? You know, you got to be conservative. And if you are out there, you're an engaged lady or, or man, and you need a registry for your guests to pick out gifts from, I highly suggest going with the Crate and Barrel registry. You can create a registry at crateandbarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. And if you do that today, you'll get 15% off your first purchase, furniture included. So hurry, this is a limited time offer. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level. With their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip. And I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. So Peter is, I, in my opinion now, the front runner. I think this guy has some longevity. I think no matter what, we're going to see him around this franchise for a long time. My prediction is if he's not with Hannah B and we don't see him in paradise, he will be the next bachelor. I think that's already been decided. Um, I don't know if he's with Hannah B or not. I don't know if he's going to be in paradise or not. But if he doesn't do those two things, I think he would be the next bachelor. I also think Mike's up there in, the, in that discussion. But those two right now seem like the two front runners um, to be the next bachelor or to be a huge figure on paradise. I'm enjoying following them both. Peter, in my opinion, has done a great job. So we'll kind of sandwich this. We went from Cam, who's been struggling, to uh, Peter, who's, I think, doing great, who's a fan favorite right now. So now Luke P. Man, has this guy taken over the airways. This is two weeks in a row. He's been trending on Twitter, um, neither of which have been for positive things. It's surprising me because he's a good-looking guy. Uh, at the watch party I was at last night, uh, everybody agreed, good-looking guy. I think he told him, told us that he thought he was a good-looking guy on the very first episode. Um but he seems to be self-imploding. I think the guys this season are saying it best. It just seems like Luke is being overwhelmed. It feels like a bomb has gone off uh, in his heart, and he's self-imploding. He doesn't know how to capture the moment and continue to be himself. It's clear. Hannah's told him now twice directly, Luke, I want you to know I like you. I like you. Believe that. Know that. Feel that. But know there's other guys here, and know this is not all about you. And I think what maybe we're seeing, because we can judge Luke, we can criticize Luke, we can say that, you know, he says some pretty arrogant things, and he does, but those things can also be out of context. I get that. The one thing that we're seeing with Luke that I think isn't out of context, that I think we're seeing that is probably not great for him in terms of his personality being on the show, is that he's very, very inside of his own head. This has became too much too fast, and he believes in his mind that he's the only guy there, that this is his thing to lose. And as a result, he's not processing the fact that Hannah has other men to date, other people to spend time with, other men to get to know. And Luke, as a result, is trying to always be at the center of her attention. That's just not possible right now on this show. As a bachelor or bachelor, you're managing multiple relationships with multiple people. I would say to any contestant, make it as easy as possible on the lead to do that. Don't be the person that makes it harder. Because ultimately, if you're going to end up with that person at the end, you're going to have to be in circumstances where life is difficult, where things are swirling around, and you have to be a good partner that allows the space and the consideration to your partner to manage that and handle that fairly. And right now it feels like Luke is trying to micromanage a situation that he is not invited into micromanaging. This is Hannah's lead. This Hannah is the lead. This is Hannah's thing to go through. Luke, this is a partnership. I hope at the end that you guys can walk out of this together, but no, until then you're trusting Hannah to get you there. I don't know if it's harder for men to do that than women. But men on this show know that you are going to have to allow the Bachelorette to lead. Caitlin on my season did a terrific job at that. I, I, I still say that to this day. Caitlin was a great lead because she led well. She allowed us all to have a piece of her life. 
She allowed us to date her fairly. Um, she got, also got to know us. But at the end of the day, Caitlin helped us navigate a process that somewhat, sometimes without a, a good lead feels unnavigable. And Luke T. right now is not allowing Hannah B. to lead him in this process. And I think outside of everything else, outside of the crazy things he says, outside of how frustrated he gets, outside of how much the guys in the house don't seem to like him or the people on Twitter seem to be acting against him, this all feels like, in my opinion, it gets solved if he just allows Hannah to lead him in this. He takes a little bit of a backseat, knows that she likes him, knows that she cares about him. He's confident in both of those things. And then Luke I P. Just got in. continues. Ashley, you're there. Hi. I said, I'm going to finish this thought. <clears throat> Luke P. allows this relationship to flourish, flourish with Hannah B. At the center. Ashley, we just finished talking about, first off, welcome back in. I know you've had a busy day. I know you've been breaking down the episode of Access as we talked about at the mm-hmm. beginning of the podcast. That's what happens when you're a talented, sought-after person like yourself. But I'm glad Thank you. that you're back in, the, back in here. I want to catch you up a little bit. We just broke down who I thought was the three most captivating figures so far this season. That's Cam. That's Peter. That's Luke P. We finished with Luke P. here. In summary, my thoughts on Cam – uh, is that he never fully understood himself. This thing was too much, too fast. My thoughts on Peter is that he's confident, he's calm, he's collected, he's a good listener, and as a result, he will go far. He's also and you. <laughs> is he? Well, well I want to hear you about know that. that. Everybody keeps comparing you guys. Well, and, and, and I want to hear why in a second, because I did get a lot of tweets last night about him. I couldn't exactly figure out why. There wasn't an exact, like, moment that I watched or an exact tweet that pointed out, oh, you know, oh, that kind of reminds me of myself. All I could see about Peter was that he listened well and that I think he truly cares about getting to know Hannah. I'm not, I don't think Peter's going, this is the wife for me or this is the woman for me yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going, I'm interested in finding that out, which I think is the, a good approach, which I think Cam failed at. And I also just summarized Luke P and saying that outside of all the crazy things he said, Ash, outside of all the times he's got angry, outside of the things that Twitter has reacted on negatively, I don't want to get into those things because I think that that is just too critical of who Luke is as a person. We don't know that. I think the thing that we can say he's not doing well is I think he isn't allowing Hannah to lead him at all in this process. And I don't think he's trusting Hannah when she says, hey, Luke, I like you. Be confident in that, but also allow me to navigate this as the bachelorette. I don't think he's trusting that. And as a result, we're seeing him kind of self-implode. That was my summary of the three. So I think the best move that that he could have made yesterday was to have that that conversation with her, which was the first of everybody at that group date. And then he should have just taken that information, sat down and be like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. And by stepping away for a while, this will show her that I listened to what she said. And he did the exact opposite, which was, you know, wait and like kind of like stare down for for the next opportunity he could talk. But it was like, no, by you waiting for that next opportunity, you are, again, doing everything that she just told you not to be doing. So there's two things here, Ashley, I want to ask you about. And I want to hear from you listeners, please. So email us at beninashleyiheartmedia.com. I agree with you. So either on a good thing, at some level, he cares about this girl so much that he cannot think about leaving a conversation kind of with that, undertone of negativity with her like he just cares about I understand so that completely as much as so, I don't like him I know that watching him it makes me feel frustrated almost 
for him because I know how those conversations go. And the it, the worst feeling is leaving a conversation feeling it like it was unfinished and on a bad note. And all you want to do is go back and try to mend it. A hundred percent. So that's on a good note. On a bad note, what I recognize and what I have in my notes here is he, and I'm only pointing this because of some of the things he said, and this will be, this will be a really controversial statement I'm about to make. So, so hold on here. He says at one point during this episode that if she was sick and in bed, he would go over there. And even if she said leave, he would just curl up in bed next to her because he knows she would want him to actually stay. What that points to, in my opinion, and please, I want you all to react against me if you don't believe this is the case. In his head, he might believe he is such a gift to this world that no matter if somebody even directly tells him, hey, take a step back or, hey, I actually don't want you here. I'm sick right now. I don't feel good. He believes he's such a gift to this world that he, his presence is better even if the person doesn't even recognize it. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but now that you say it, I feel like you're right. Because yeah. he said it, right? I mean, he said the direct words. If she was sick and in bed and she and I went over there, even if she told me to leave, I would just curl up in that bed next to her. Oh, that's so gross. That's so annoying. I can't imagine being more uh, finding a more of a turnoff with somebody who like won't let me Definitely. have my I space mean, when I ask for space. I mean, granted, hey, I think Jessica is the best person in the world. I adore that girl. Like every moment I get to spend with her is a good one. I tell you one thing. I've been sick around her once. I didn't want her near me. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't want her even close to me. It was uh, honestly, I, I asked her to go to the other room or just like, don't talk to me all day. I'm tired. I'm sick. I need space. I just want to be weird and gross alone. Yeah. She did that, and it was a wonderful gift from her, and I appreciate her more for it. I also think Jessica realized, realized at that moment, too, that as much as she, you know, she is a gift to my life, like in those moments, she's not going to make my life that much better other than a, maybe a little check-in. Do you need soup? Do you need water? Whatever. Yeah, it's just going to make like, you feel more self-conscious, and that's the last thing you want in that moment. A hundred percent. And so there's two theories there. I think they might both. I think they could both be true. What do you think? Like, he might like her that much, and he also believes he's that much of a gift. I think he just thinks he's that much of a gift. Isn't it interesting? I don't know if you talked about this yet, how last week he said, I'm starting to fall in love with you. And then this week he was like, you know, I was about to leave earlier during the group date because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in love with her. Like, wait, wait a second. I know there's a difference between being in love and, like, starting to fall in love, especially on this show. But you're telling me that within, like, three days – because you felt more of a heavy competition and because you weren't getting 100% of the attention, now you're just ready to throw in the towel? Weird, right? And also, like, is this how his life operates? I mean, there's people like that, and he might be like that. This thing could be just a lot for him. But how much of an emotional roller coaster are you going to take us through just watching you? Like, you're only three weeks in. We've seen him falling in love not falling in love and wanting to leave and being angry all in three weeks like i feel like i've known luke p for a full entire season at this point that's true he's gotten more screen time than like anyone in three first episodes did you talk about how you loved the fact that hannah totally put him in his place though no i haven't but i think it's i think it's fantastic and i want to talk about that as we break down the episode which we need to get into one last guy because i know we're not going to talk about it as we break down the episode ash that i want to bring up selfishly if you don't mind i really liked grant grant's unemployed he is the one that like took off his shirt during the photo session definitely hasn't worked out like as hard as the other guys like not in the greatest shape 
But the dude is so chill. He's so funny. His facial reactions to things. Like, I was watching last night with my buddies, and they're like, that's the guy I'd want to hang out with. Like, that Grant dude, he's just funny to me. Like, he just gets it. That's so funny. I didn't give Grant a second thought. When you said Grant, I had to, you had to say unemployed for me to be able to put a face to the name. I mean, how much confidence do you have to be to be unemployed coming on a show and be so laid back and just like cruising where I feel like Kate or Grant at some point is going to pull out the popcorn when Luke P or somebody's like self imploding and he's just going to start watching from a front row seat. He almost reminds me of Tanner yeah. during t- our season of the bachelorette because Tanner was just the guy that had the up close view of everybody while at the same time he was never kissing Caitlin. Yeah. He never actually had any depth conversation with Caitlin. He was just watching. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, can you believe that that scene where Tyler Luke gets into Garrett's face later on in the season? It's weird to me, right? So crazy. I don't get how to like handle that. Like, what do you? Where do you think? Like, do you think Garrett is in the wrong there? No, we think, all like, know like, that Garrett probably did nothing. Luke is just gonna lose it. He's just gonna continue to lose it every single week. He cannot deal with this environment because I don't even think he's a natural competitive person. He just wants to be given the win. And I wonder, like, as a personality trait, if that's common. Or, like, you know, I'm I'm big into the Enneagram, Ashley, which, you know, rates your personality one to nine. And there has to be something that, like, Luke P at his best is just super passionate. He has a huge purpose. And he's super driven. But at his worst, I think we're seeing it now, is where he expects a lot but doesn't necessarily know how to work to get it or, like, knows the process to get there or wants anybody else helping get him there. And I feel like right now we're seeing Luke at his worst. I think, I mean, that has to be, right? Like, he has to be at his worst right now. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he could get worse. (laughs) I think he can get worse. So here's the question for everybody out there listening, and you, Ashley, right, is – is there is Luke P have a redemption story like on Paradise, right? He's a big muscular guy, like he's obviously like uh, you know attractive. At least he told us he was. Like, is there a redemption story for Luke P, or is this kind of one of those scenarios, maybe like the Chads of the world, that we see Luke P kind of leave the Bachelor franchise on a note that's confusing, a little bit weird, and that he definitely has never showed us his best light. Because to this point, we haven't seen a side of Luke P that at least Twitter, I mean, I'm reading right now, Twitter hasn't reacted positively to Luke P yet. So being that uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume he doesn't win this thing, I think we're all praying he doesn't win this thing. So assuming he's not winning this thing, I definitely expect him in paradise. So I don't think he's going to be like done with the franchise. I think with Chad, Chad went to paradise probably was hoping to redeem himself, but then just got into deeper poop. And I think that the same thing's going to happen with Luke. But then again, remember last year's villain with Becca? It was Chris. And now Chris went to Paradise. He still didn't look the best in Paradise for the first couple weeks. And then he ended up getting engaged to Crystal. And now, you know, they're engaged and been together for a year. So it could be like that. But I don't think that Chris was wish that? Chris, Chris was like... Just such a self-sabotager, but, like, Chris didn't evoke this, like, super anger that he... Chris was a villain to himself, kind of. Yeah, 
Chris is more of a villain yeah. to himself. Luke is more of a villain to like all of humanity. <laughs> yeah, and we, I mean, we've always said this. Like, I hope there's redemption here. Like, we, I just hate to see what's happening. You know, with the cams of the world, Cam's now gone, and I felt like we never got to see a side of him that Cam would want us to see. Um, speaking of that, actually, I promised our listeners that I would pause at this point and ask. Uh, going back to Cam's story. Like, does he? It was his leg amputated. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I had I to look it up. Part. I had to look it up. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> so uh, a year ago on his Instagram, he talked about how his leg was almost amputated, how he had to have 13 surgeries on it, how how he has lymphedema. Um, so they basically thought he was going to get to the point of his leg needing to be amputated, but then the doctors were able to like fix it, amazingly. Okay, so you missed that no, part of the still story. Still has the leg. It was definitely unclear, though, based on the episode. Okay, yeah, I, I just couldn't quite track it. But anyways, okay, Ash, uh, we decided we hope Luke P has redemption. We hope it happens on this season, and if it doesn't, we hope it happens on Paradise. Uh, I think Cam, um, we really wish that upon him as well, because both people so far has kind well, I of— I definitely wish we, that upon I, Cam more. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but we—, we you know, like both seem to be going down a path of just like negativity and of like the public's perception of them not being good. And as a result, like you never want that. Cam doesn't Neither mean any do. bad. He doesn't. I just don't think he knows right now how to handle this thing well. And so we hope for redemption. We're looking forward to seeing it. I think that's maybe the storyline, Ashley, I'm most intrigued by going arrest of Hannah B's and not only her love story and who she's connecting with. But also, does Luke P. find redemption? Because right now, according to Twitter, he needs it. And does Cam come on Paradise at all? And do we get to know Cam hey, better? We, uh, we, we yes. know that Cam's going to definitely be on Paradise. He's like a shoe in for Paradise. He reminds me of David the Chicken. He is like neurotic mm. on a season, very nervous, talked too much, talked himself into like problems <laughs> and yeah. now i feel like he's gonna go on paradise and be a lot like david and just do the exact same thing over again but i don't think he's a bad guy i just think he's nervous and like that appears in this environment and on tv a certain way i also think we cannot move beyond cam without talking about who looked way worse than cam and that was jonathan when he interrupted mm -hmm. cam and he was like, no, it's okay. I got it. No, I got you, bro. I got you. It's okay. It's okay. It's, I got it. We're going. We're going. We're going. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I thought he was, I thought it was such a gross moment. He it was got a weird physically, moment both, He physically right? interrupted. Like, he got in between them. Yeah. Well, I mean, but at the same time. No, no excuses for that. No. no so I you thought, like, Jonathan, well, how would you, so Jonathan should have asked for time. Cam says, can I get two more minutes? Jonathan then steps away politely and waits for those two minutes and not gets in. Like, that's the way to handle that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I get it. It was a weird moment to watch. It's I don't. so awkward I didn't quite, to watch. I was kind of, like, more just awkward for both people. Like, I just felt like it was odd. It was actually the first time during the season that I think Hannah hasn't stood up in a situation oh she my needs God. to. I was just saying that over at Access. I was like, this is the first time where she wasn't like, you guys, you're behaving so disgustingly. Because that's what I would imagine. Yeah. I'd be like, ew, gross, stop. Right? But that was the only Definitely. time she let it go for some reason. Yeah, it was weird. So I don't know if it was just too much too fast and she was more like sitting there entertained, actually. Because like, these guys are both going home and this is wild and yeah, weird. Right. Um 
she could have because they both went home. Yeah. But it was the first time that I thought she didn't stand up in a situation she should have or mm-hmm. could have. Uh, it would be my first critique of her. Um, Ash, I want to break down this episode. We've broken down the guys that stand out. I want, um, if you don't mind, leading us through this episode, pointing out the, the most important moments uh, because, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, Ashley, uh, for the first time in a long time, I am super engaged and intrigued by this season. I think Hannah B is doing a great job. I think the guys uh, are not only interesting, and, and um, I'm super captivated by a lot of them, but I also just believe that this story is just like the story of Hannah B and her men are just now starting. And so let's continue the next chapter, episode three, with your breakdown and my side comments right now. All right. Let's start at the top of our notes. The first date is with Jonathan, Mateo, John Paul Jones, Kevin, Jed, Tyler C., Mike, and Cam. Let's Push Our Love to the Limit was written on the date card. And there were special guests, Jason Biggs and his wife, Jenny Mullen, who used to be the co-host of After Paradise. And what they had to do on this date was change some baby diapers, wear some fake baby bellies, soothe fake babies, but then we got to the real fun of it, and they had to do a pregnancy simulator. Jade and I are always talking about how we want Jared and Tanner uh-huh. to do this. It's, <laughs> I think that every guy should go through this, and they even say that, of course, this can't really simulate the kind of pain that you actually go through with labor. Um, so Kevin uh. volunteered to go first. He did okay. John Paul Jones was dying hilarious like his facial expression is funny is no matter what he's amazing i can yeah. watch him do anything <laughs> he's is he amazing because ashley sorry to interrupt you here but is he amazing because he's like dateable and like you think women are like into him because i don't know this side because he's a good looking guy he's or very is he handsome like, he's actually underratedly funny. handsome in this bunch i think but i think because he is okay. so silly that he comes across as like your best guy friend and, like, the guy that yeah. you like to watch because he's so entertaining. He's, like, the class clown. But I don't know that he, like, is showing himself in any way to be, like, Hannah's husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Perfect Paradise character. Okay. Fair enough. I like that. I mean, I just didn't know because he is good looking. He is funny. I hear people talk about him a lot. And I was like, do you think in Paradise he has a hookup or a relationship? Or is he just going to be everybody's best friend and leave early? Um, I think he should bounce around so that we get to see him date a lot of people so we get to see as much screen time from John Paul Jones as possible. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, let's see. I loved Jed in that scene. They, like, actually looked like they were a couple about to have a child. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's 100%. It was so cute. There was, like, a lot of emotion there. And then she pulled him away first at the cocktail party. I know that. I know that she gave Mike the rose there, but that was just one of those group dates where she was like, I know I can't give Jed the rose again, but I, and I really had a nice conversation with Mike, but Jed definitely is the top of my list in this bunch. What do you think? So in this bunch, as in this first date bunch? Yeah, this first date bunch, bunch. This first date bunch. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Jed has some longevity to him. I don't, I haven't seen the charisma from him as much as just like, I think he's a kind guy. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good listener. And I think he intrigues Hannah. I haven't seen the, the kind of charisma from him that maybe will be everlasting on the show. Like, I don't know if he's going to show himself to Hannah enough, but yeah, he's definitely the favorite out of his first group. Okay. 
So Mike opens up about his past with his ex. His ex got pregnant and he said that he like was all in, you know, he was totally excited to be a dad. But then they end up losing the baby in the in the second trimester. And what I was so confused about at this scene is I feel like something either was interrupted out, so like Cam inter- truly interrupted the scene and we didn't get to see we didn't get to see the the conclusion of the conversation. Um Hannah just forgot to ask this question or um, it was edited out. But I was really wondering why he blamed himself for the loss of the baby. He said it was my fault. I wasn't there enough. That's, you know, there's that that is a topic that obviously, like you said, we just didn't see enough to like assume or even make assumptions. Yeah, I don't want to make assumptions, but it was definitely left open ended. I would my takeaway from that, and I could be completely wrong, was that he felt some level of guilt afterwards for the emotional support that he was not giving during the struggle of pregnant pregnancy. Um, you know, because as a man, you you don't feel the emotions of pregnancy as much, and you can distance yourself if you choose to from it. And I wonder if maybe he did, because. Uh, of other circumstances and now he's feeling a guilt and remorse from that um and he's admitting it to hannah which it takes a big man to admit a huge failure like that that's my assumption don't know if it's true yeah there's lots of ways it could go i do feel Mm -hmm. like he um he expressed how excited he was for it so i wonder why he wouldn't have been there you know he even said that he had this whole proposal set up for her anyway yeah. We we will possibly learn out learn about that more later in the season, but I for some reason feel like I doubt it's gonna come up again. We'll see. Um Cam pulls her aside all those zillions of times during this date, and we already talked about the whole Jonathan interruption. That is basically all I have to say about that group date. Then we go into Connor who has the one-on-one of the week. And I'm kind of excited that next week we get to see two one-on-ones because big group dates, two of them an episode can get kind of overwhelming. But Connor gets the group, the solo date this week, but she's not feeling good. It seems like she was like under some super high stress because I don't even think that she was like sick with the flu or anything. I think she was like extremely dehydrated. Um, yeah. So they go, so they end up having a date at her hotel room. And it was it was sweet. I actually think that even if he was only there for about an hour, they probably got to know each other more in that hour, just lying there in bed, than they would have gotten to know each other if they were on some high adrenaline date. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, to summarize this date, there wasn't a lot here more than the fact that they got to spend time together. He was super sweet. Uh, we saw that. I think the key moment, actually, that I want to talk about um, and then we can move on to the group date because there just wasn't a lot here. There She's wasn't much. To, I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> is the fact that he was expressing, why aren't we giving him a hard time for expressing that he is falling in love with Hannah by writing these notes to her, but yet we'll give Luke P uh, some just criticism for Wait, saying he, he was falling that? in love a week ago. Did he say yeah, that? Yeah, in his letter notes? to her. Yeah, he, he let in in the letter to her. He ended it with "Love Connor." Here are the things I love about love you. Love Connor is not the same as I'm starting to fall in love with you. Really? Right. Really. I sign "Love Ashley" if like it's a friend. 
even if it's like mm. a, a like a, a a quend an acquaintance friend. Uh, also, like the things I love about you, also not the same as I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, okay. love Fair you, enough. Ben. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I I just saw it and I was like, hmm. I think we need to approach it. Finally, we'll just bring it up. We know nothing about it. Uh, Tyler G was sent home. We really don't know why or how, but it is important to know if anybody's wondering where the heck did Tyler G go. He's home now, uh, and we don't have a lot of context around that to even speak on. Moving on now, Ashley, to group date number two with Dylan Garrett, Luke P. Grant, Lucas, Pete, Devin, Joey. Um, Joey? Who is Joey? I, I'm sure there is a Joey. I just truly don't know who he is. I don't know if is. I even know who I, – I, I don't know who Joey is either. Um, that's probably not He a was good eliminated thing this week, so that's why we don't know who he okay. is. I don't think he even All had right, a speaking line, poor guy. That's always sad when you see so these guys sad. on the show and they give up so much time and then they watch every episode probably with their families like, oh, I'm on The Bachelorette. And, oh, and then you watch, you're like, I actually never said a word. Um, <laughs> like at all. I know. <laughs> like was, was was never there. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Um, Ashley, you know I, I don't want to keep our listeners around too much longer because I know we've we've overwhelmed them with podcasts recently. So yes. we'll speed through this one. Um, there was it was an interesting date. The I... bachelor continues to come back to the pictures with animals thing. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's weird. I was going to say, I think, say, I think like, you could fast cute. forward this part of the day, this part of the episode, and you probably wouldn't have missed a thing. They even teased up the whole Demi surveillance camera thing again, and I was very excited for her to catch a guy. And I really, I was kind of dying for the drama of her catching Luke P saying something stupid, but they caught nothing. You could have fast forwarded this 15 minutes and not lost a thing. I agree. No, I think you're exactly right. So let's do it. Let's fast forward these 15 minutes, say that it was funny. It's worth watching. It's entertaining. Um, it's somewhat cute. But really, we need to get down to the nitty gritty, which is at the cocktail party that evening or the after party, we see Luke P. Really, I mean, all we get to really see is Luke P. self-employing. Obviously, we, we as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we see Pilot Pete. um, really kind of crushing it and becoming a fan favorite. And I, I think still need Anna's to tell favorite, you but... why you, you're like him. Agreed. Um, so let's do that now. And then I want to talk to you, Ashley, about uh, just we've, we've overdone it now, but just where do you think this goes from here? And then let's move it into the tailgate party because we've honestly talked a lot about Luke P and his self-implosion and yeah. why he's self-imploding. Right. But I do want to know, I'm intrigued, why do you think people are comparing me to Pilot Pete? You have, like, a natural innocence about you both. <laughs> so I don't know if you, as a guy, like, love... Do you like that? I don't think so. <laughs> no. You like- I actually have a mustache right now that I'm rocking <laughs> from a camping weekend, and I feel like it does allow me to get a little bit tougher. So any innocence I had last week is gone now because this mustache makes me a bad boy. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you also have some boyish charm. You have definitely the same type of boyish charm. You have quite a physical resemblance. It's pretty crazy. He just has lighter hair than you. And then I think that it's the way you both listen and engage. Because when you listen to somebody and and when you ask questions, you like truly want to know 
you want to get deep, you want to know about them, you really care. It's just something about the way that he looks at her is kind of the way that you would look at your girls. Truly caring, good listener. There you go. So, I mean, outside, that's really sweet of you, and and it's great to be compared to this guy because I do think he's he's carrying himself well, and I just enjoy watching him. Uh, is he the next Bachelor? I think he's if a he's front runner Hannah. for it if he's not with Hannah. Okay, I I, I like I mean I, all the things you said. If it's something that I have or not, it, it, there are kind things and there are good things to have and and qualities that I think we should all try to hold on to. But I do think Pilot Pete, you said something that stands out, is is the one character there in this season that has, other than Mike, I think Mike has done a good job at this as well, has really engaged into getting to know Hannah well. And as a result, it's fun for me to watch their interaction because I learn more about Hannah during it. And I also learn more about a guy that she, I think, doesn't even know how infatuated she is with him yet, but I think she's really infatuated. Yeah, he he won her over last night. I think he became a front runner last night. Uh, I can tell you when I talked to her during her week four of filming that she had stars in her eyes talking about Pete. So I'm not like spoiling her anything because I talked to her right after this rose ceremony that we saw last night. And she just could oh, not yeah. stop talking. She was like, not, she could stop talking about Pete, Peter. She had like other guys that she was talking about. She told me that she was really into Luke and Jed. No surprise there. But she said that during week three, Peter really, um, she he really just like left her with a good feeling after that week when he pushed her against that wall and made out with her. It made mm. quite a, a, a big effect. Mm, what a move! Never yeah. a failure to push somebody up against the wall and just make out with them. Yeah, it's really always a good move. when you're in a cordially dating relationship. Right, like you can only go wrong. <laughs> you can't yeah. go wrong with it if it's mutual. Anyway, what keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level. With their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip. And I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand 
Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, yeah, we need to move on now because let's set up the scene here. Hannah's had a huge week. There's been some sickness, some stress. I mean, this is a this is when exhaustion starts to take over. Chris Harrison has the idea of hey, Chris Harrison has the idea. I love it. Of just like hey, let's relax. Like let's let Hannah kick her feet up and rest and relax and enjoy a time with her guys. And this is where I think Cam. Um, I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, and I want to hear, actually, if you agree or disagree. It's not the content of uh, Cam's story that is a little bit frustrating at all because it's a, it's his story, and his story is powerful and it should be told and should be told often. And it's the context of when he told it that was a little frustrating because it's a week that she's trying to relax, and he feels like he has his last-ditch effort. So let's tell her a story. Um, and it just felt like the timing of this was sad because I thought Hannah was really going to have an evening just to rest and have fun. It's always week three that these rose ceremony cocktail parties are canceled and then there's a barbecue or a pool party. It's just interesting. It's always week three. Um, Cam, definitely, I mean, what did you feel? I don't know if you talked about this yet, but how do you feel about him telling the group that he really wanted to go first, have his alone time with her, and... um, tell her a, a sad story or something very important and deep yeah. about himself early on. How do you, you know, feel about him claiming the time? I'm going to, I have a couple buddies like Cam. Um, what I think Cam did, I, I think his intentions were good. I think he was actually like, I mean, uh, maybe a self-aware person because Cam is obviously self-describing himself through this whole show. So Cam and I aren't getting along. If he came on the podcast right now, I'd tell him you self-describe yourself like the chicken man, like over and over and over again. And as a result, we've got to confront that and talk about it. Like I've got to help him. I don't know if I can't help him. I just got to help him figure this out because self-describing is not going to work if I'm going to watch Paradise. Oh, but anyways. Oh, it was so bad, think, Ben, when he said, I'm a deep person. And then he referred to himself in the I third said. person. He referred to himself in the I'm third a, person. I'm a deep person. I mean, nothing could make, I mean, you know this. Everybody out there listening knows this. Now I'm on my couch like, oh, like sick to my stomach. But I think what Cam should have said to the guys was, hey, I have a story that means a lot to me that has made me and defined me to be the man I am today. And the man I am today is one that Canada doesn't fully know yet. And she doesn't know, like, the recent things I have gone through. And as a result, gents, I would love the time before this date even starts to be able to tell her about this because I think it's only fair to me and her that she knows this side of me. Because if not, I don't make sense unless she knows this piece of me. I think it's how he framed it. By saying, I want to tell her a sad story. Or even in his mind, believing that it's a sad story. Because I don't know if it is. Our stories, and, and anybody out there listening, your story is not a sad story. There's pain in those stories. And there's stories that aren't ideal. But your story is one of power and one that you should stand on. It is your platform. And none of us should judge each other for the stories that we have. And I think by him framing it in this context of my story is a sad story or it's a sadder story than most Mm -hmm. is where she went wrong. He definitely messed up there. And I think there was a genuine misunderstanding between him and Mike because Mike went on to later tell Hannah that Cam wanted a pity rose and told the guys he was going for a pity rose. But based on what we saw, he never said, I'm going for a pity rose. I think Mike just, like, took his words and kind of formulated it into that. Um, But on – so I'm defending Cam there. 
But if Cam did truly want to talk about his lymphedema and the fact that he almost had his leg amputated, which I think is an important story to tell somebody, you know, early on in a relationship, I don't think he necessarily had to add that his grandma passed away during, you know, the surgery time and and that he had to give up a 10-month-old puppy that he was raising. Like, that just made it seem like he was trying to tell a sob story for a pity rose. But I I think that was just Cam and his word vomit. And he, I think that in, in some way he was like, all right, she may feel a little bit more bad for me if I continue with this part of the story and that part of the story. But it also could have been Cam word vomit. I don't know. Trying to give him the benefit Definitely. of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, I think, that, like you said, it. he just gets overwhelmed. He gets jittery. He starts talking, and he doesn't know exactly what he's saying. Either way, like Cam's story is one that does make him make more sense. Like, it is a powerful story um, that we should know about him, especially if he's building this relationship with Hannah. I just think it's when he told her was a one problem because it's at a tailgate mm-hmm. party when she's supposed to be having fun, and I think it's how he told it that made us all as listeners go. And I and well, uh, come on, Cam, like a little too much. Yeah. Uh, probably could have framed up a little differently. And what are you trying to get out of this? Um, and that's, I think, a big part of why Cam went home. It was yeah. too much. It was too weird. And now Cam is gone along with Jonathan, Joey, Cam, and obviously the Tyler G, who we don't know a lot about, is now out of the picture. Um, Ashley, to close out the podcast, uh, I love doing this with you starting about this week. Who's your top three? What's your grade for Hannah? And what's your grade on the t- entire season so far? My grade for this season is like a B to B plus. And then my grade for Hannah is an A. And then my top three are Peter, Jed, and well, I guess right now I'm going to have to say Luke is ahead in Hannah's eyes. Oh, that's surprising to me. Uh, I'm going to go same grades as you do in my top three. I've got to throw my boy Grant in there. Just, I, I don't think he's going to make it much farther, <laughs> but I got to give that guy some, some air time. That good dude is a, is a solid jet right now. Um, I do think Peter and Jeb, or Jed are definitely um, up there as well. So Ashley, I think it was a great breakdown. Um, another good episode from Hannah B. We're surprised, impressed, and in love with Hannah B. Uh, and uh, let's just keep pumping out. I told the fa- I told the listeners about all the in-depth episodes we have coming up, and the um, ones that we already had. If you guys don't know, the um, Hannah in-depth was released on Saturday, so go check that out. And last week we also released the Caitlin Bristow in-depth. Those are two terrific ones that you pulled off on your own, no, Ashley. Super talented. Hey, I gotta say, Mike's probably up there. I'm gonna take out Grant. I think Mike. I'm just looking at my notes here. I think Mike is definitely. We're a top forgetting three. Connor guy, too. We could slip Connor yeah. in there. Jeez, there's a lot of them right now. Anyways, hey, Ash, we gotta keep breaking down these guys. It's gonna be an interesting season. Good to talk to you, Ashley. Keep. I know you're a busy girl. You've got a lot of breakdowns to do. So a lot many of breakdowns. Um, so get out of here. Let's, uh, let's go and, uh, enjoy another week during bachelor season with that. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Toodaloo. Later. Follow the Ben and Ashley. I almost famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, 
They also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 